I would like to say good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Church Information and Open Forum. I'm Marion Barnett, your host. We're each and every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. But we got a lot of things to talk about. A lot of things. A lot of things. Not a discussion needed. Today is September 11th. 2021, on September the 11th, uh, what is that? Yeah, 2001. That was a Tuesday morning. And uh, when when a young lady came into the studio, she was the news director at the time, she came in. I'll call her name in just a minute. You know, there you go. Sharon, Sharon, what is it? It'll come to me. It'll come to me. Her name. And said the World Trade Center had been struck by an airplane. So I said, oh, well, uh, now I really hate to hear something like that. Because that building, the tower that it struck, I... That used to be my see my favorite restaurant in New York City was in that building there on the hundred and fourth floor, and uh, and I was on the air talking with Peter Johnson about civil rights, and then Sharonda Riley is the name. Sharonda came back into the studio and said a second plane had hit the other tower. Then I knew it was an attack. And uh, an attack that was going on that was, I guess, against America. I didn't know about uh, Shanksville, Pennsylvania, nor the Pentagon. And uh, as the morning went on, others didn't show, and I stayed on the air, I guess, to about four or five, about five hours. And uh, we were broadcasting about that, that they uh, that day had happened. But the thing about that day is this. What got me most of all, the number of white people calling. Uh, well, uh, uh, it's your country too. All of a sudden, it became my country, <laughs> too. Just uh, a few minutes earlier, New Laudia, I was second class in this song. Uh, uh, but now, it's your, uh, are you going to fight? No, I was, uh, no, I was too old for the military then. But, and boy, people was calling in so humble and crying and everything and going on. It's your country, too. You need to fight. Y'all need to get together. All of y'all need to come. Y'all need to go join the army. Oh, no. I want to hear what... This, this was something ridiculous. It's ridiculous. What? The way... People's attitudes changed. Nine one one, September eleventh, two thousand one. 
Yeah. Bush. Junior. Was the father of was was um <clears throat> the president. And I don't know. There there are some things that are have happened since that day and after that day thing many things have gone down. It's just one of those things. One of those days. Yes. So what do you think about it? What were you doing when you heard about that that uh particular day? What were you doing? What were you doing that morning? Tuesday morning. I used to be on on Tuesdays. And um, what do you think about that? Yes. What do you think? Well, call me. 972-647-1893. What were you doing? What do you think of that day? Did you notice a change in the attitudes towards you? You're a black person? Do you, did you notice a change in attitudes? Did you notice people that normally wouldn't speak to you or draw their nose up at you? All of a sudden, it's friendly to you, would shake your hand. It changed things. Believe me. And I could not let this pass without discussing it in this way. I couldn't let this pass. Because all of a sudden, I start getting them calls. It's your country, too. People tell me in my face, it's your country, too. Well, now is the time. I guess it was our country, too, when we built it. Now it's our time to protect it. But it's never our country when it's time for us to enjoy it. It's not. And... Hey, I, I, I want to hear from some of you. If you, if you, those of you old enough to remember 9-11, 2021, the original 9-11, do you remember the change in attitudes that had taken place in America? The change in attitudes, the change in the way people treated you, the change in the way they approached you. They seem to want to respect you. They want to respect you. And if there's a change. There's a change in the whole attitudes of all of this. All right. 972 647. One eight nine three is the number to call. Yes, I want to hear. It was a a day that had many, many things of of our breasts. All right. How many callers we we got callers on? Yeah, we have a caller. Yes, online one. Got well. It's about time we get callers. All right. Yeah. Who is it? This is a uh, Black Hope. Black Hope. Black Hope. Yes. Black Hawk. Black Black Hawk. Hawk. All right. Good morning, Black Hawk. Well, my dad, do you know? Do you, 
Do you remember Chief Daddy Conker? Do I remember who? Chief Daddy Conker. I wrote about it. Chief Conker. What is she? Chief Conker. Yes. Yes. Daddy Conker, that place down out there, that pretty old white villa. Uh, what we did that blood gang do like the P.O.D. like that. That's where these guys live at. Okay, could you say that again? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't un- quite okay. understand I what you said. I have I'm really having problems understanding what is understanding you. I know, I know, I know you're not listening. You're not listening. I told you that. Yes, I'm listening, but I can't understand what you're saying. All right, okay. I, I don't understand you, and I can't get you to s- slow down and speak clearer. Uh, I also have to cut you off, man. Cut it off. Yeah, kill it. Uh, no, I, I couldn't understand him. I don't know what you're saying, uh, what he was saying, whatever he's talking about. Anyway, it didn't sound like it was about 9-11. It didn't sound like. It didn't sound real. But whatever, whatever. But I'm remembering 9-11. The Pentagon was hit. The Twin Towers in New York City, World Trade Mart, was hit. The plane was crashed in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Uh, it was 20 years ago today. We're commemorating a lot of things, but I, I, I want there certain things I don't want people to forget. By loving, kind, and humble, they became that day. Because most people that were alive today, uh, they were not alive when Pearl Harbor happened. So other than maybe the Kennedy assassination was not, were, they had not uh, felt a national trauma like this was. This was a day that traumatized a lot of people because nothing they thought America was just above anything tragic happening like this. But they found out differently. And when people began to see and hear what's going on, America's under attack, not knowing how many more buildings, uh, how much more uh, traumatic things are about to happen. They liked us and they were afraid. They were afraid. When they got fear in their hearts, 
We were citizens too that day. Oh, for a little while, attitudes changed. Oh, yes, I know. A lot of y'all don't want to hear it, but I'm going to tell it anyway. I don't care. I'm going to tell you. Attitudes changed for a while. It changed. It changed in a way that, that, that lets you know that they knew better, knew they were not treating you right, and knew how to treat you right. Oh, they knew how to treat you. Oh, I've never been treated so nice by white people. Other than that, they are a few days after until they settle back, back down, they settle back in their own, in their own other ways, hateful, hateful ways and everything. But what about you, black people? Do you remember? Do I have any real grown folk awake that can remember 20 years ago? 972-647-1893. Do I have any real grown folks with courage to stand up and remember how things really was? I'm not talking about this. I'm not talking about this thing, uh, 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 you know, nostalgia and all of this. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the reality of that day. It was a terrible day. But we sure was strong. We were were treated nicely. Yes. Y'all got all all the phones ringing. But uh, we'll get to the calls. We'll get to the calls. We'll get to the calls. All the phones ringing. We'll get to the calls. We'll get, we're going to take your calls in order that they they are calling in the order that they are calling. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Bring us the call to the air and then take the rest. Yes. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three is the number to call. It is. Is in America. Who do we have on the line? So on uh, line one, we have uh, Joe uh, right now. Joe? Yeah. All right. Good morning, Joe. Good morning. Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Now I can hear you, yes. Uh-huh. Okay, all right. How you doing? Fine. How are you doing? Oh, good, good, good. Talk about that line uh, one one. Mm-hmm. I can recall, I was just about in my retirement mode at that time. My mm-hmm. first plane hit. Matter of fact, I came here from Manhattan, New York. My mm-hmm. my office was downtown uh, Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I used to change, my path train used to go right in. I would change there at the Twin Towers, mm-hmm. in the tower. Mm-hmm. I would change my train right there. I'd walk on over to my job and catch a cab. But after that first plane hit, I'm like, wow, my... And then, as I'm processing that later, I'm thinking just so coincident, some erratic pilot. Then the second one, I'm like, hold on, this is too, too strange here to be just uh, coincident. Mm-hmm. 
And I called my former job and told them, whoa, yeah, we we heard a little somebody, we're tuning in right now. But as you talked about how the patriotism seemed to just flow, as you would go out, people, thank you for your service. If you had on anything with any blue or denim, mm-hmm. uh, blue or red, or, thank you for your service. You could have been maybe just fishing, never been in service in your life. Thank mm-hmm. you for your service. Uh, God bless America. Pray for America. Everybody was so nice, kind, mm-hmm. All of a sudden. That show you how they really could be if they wanted exactly. to be. Exactly. But here's where the rubber meets the road. Okay, after that, and uh, I mean, that thing was concentrated after they hit the Twin Towers. Mm-hmm. They was getting ready to call the Pentagon, I heard, and tell them to be on alert. Well, the Pentagon got hit. And so it's said, wait, hold it. We are under serious attack. I tell you what, Joe, just hang on. We're going to put you on hold. Put him okay. on hold. We're up against a short break, and we'll be right back. Back. Yeah, what's up? I'm gonna kick it with the line, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it like Here we go. Well, it's time to make that change. People of the world today are fading. All of us have our ups and downs. All right, we're back. We're back. And, uh, Joe, are you there? Yeah. All right. Okay, go right here, Joe. All righty. Yes, after those twin towers hit, then the Pentagon was hit because coal was getting to flow in telling America, hey, get on high alert. Mm-hmm. This is a concentrated attack upon America. Mm-hmm. And the Pentagon was hit. But if you see the news clips, those, I believe those, the uh, guys that was in on the plane that crashed into the Pentagon, they were running. They almost missed their plane, running to catch the plane got on. But as they did study on that thing later, uh, they studied Italy and uh, uh, Israel. They got, uh, I mean, high alert on that type of stuff, terroristic activity. Mm-hmm. They said it could never have happened as the fiscal America is supposed to be. They say the uh, Israelis say that that couldn't have happened in their country. He said, think about it. Here you got some guys flying cross-country they going from country to country. They have no real luggage. They have, uh, I mean, he said if you're going, even to spend a night with your relative, you'll take an extra pair of shoes or a toothbrush or something. We, we weren't ready. We, we were too, I guess we had it good. Well, well we, America was relaxed. <laughs> they went, it started in Boston. They, they filled up. They were going to Los Angeles. And, uh, that gave them a lot of fuel. These are the planes that right. hit the Twin Towers. Exactly. They, they were full of fuel, so they, that's why it was such a great explosion when those when those uh, buildings were hit. Exactly. We, yeah. we have basically fought our wars on other people's territory, and our big touristic stuff has been in other people's countries. So, like I said, we weren't ready. But for time's sake, let's segue into something else now. Oh, uh, we, the insurrection, January 6th, uh, mm-hmm. the uh, Republicans and the powers to be, the well-connected people, they really don't want that thing investigated. They wanted to turn it into a mockery, put no Jim Jordan on the panel, but Pelosi, hell of God. Mm-hmm. And uh, whether you know it, you probably do because you're very woke. Mm-hmm. Jan- uh, the 18th, September 18th, that's when the trial really gets started with the insurrectionists. They are talking about having a mass protest in support of 
the insurrectionists. They are calling them patriots. They don't call them insurrectionists. Those are nothing but domestic terrorists and Trump goons. Mm -hmm. They're going to have a mass protest, and they'll talk about a second possible insurrection. But what I wonder, will we be caught off guard again as we pretend we were when they had the insurrection January 6th? And in closing, Donald Trump has got to be found guilty and charged. I'd like to see him in Leavenworth, but he might not go. If I tell you, remember that, I want you to kill a mailman because he only bring me bills. All I get is bills and bills. Kill him. And you go and do that, I'm complicit in that crime, and I could be charged. Mm-hmm. That's Donald Trump. He's complicit in that crime. He told those people to go do that. They did it. He said he'd be there with them. And that clown was up laughing at them, up at the White House, laughing at the White House. Well, it sounds like that he was the organizer of that crime. He, 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 because he, when you hear some of the people speak uh, that was in, a part of this 9-11 thing, they said, well, the president called us to Washington to do this. this, this now, this, they say that. He's got to be charged, and I'll definitely get off I say this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Biden and Harris is doing a great job. They got us out of Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. We needed to go. Trump said he was going to get us out, did not get us out. I hope I'm wrong, but if Jesus Christ had got us out of Afghanistan after all that 20-year entangled mess, I think it would have been messy if Jesus Christ had done it. Have a good day. All right. We thank you. We thank you for your call and comment. Clear the line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have next? We have uh, Hayden. Hayden? Hayden. Uh, good morning, Hayden. Helen. Which line is he on? On line two. Good morning, Hayden. Helen. Are we here? Tony. Okay, no, this is Tony. Tony. Okay. Uh, good, good morning, Tony. <laughs> Good morning, good morning, Brother Bernard. Right. I, didn't, I had a health attack. I didn't know where that hating come from. I thought I was on the wrong line. Oh, yeah, okay. But anyway, how you doing, Brother Bernard? Fine, how are you doing? Just fine, thank you, thank you. I'm, a, I'm one of your first-time callers and a long-time listener. And, uh, mm-hmm. I'm, 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 yes, sir, I, I want to just call in and real real briefly there, and I pr- appreciate what you're doing there. You know, you, I'll be listening to you there. You. You you a jack of all trades and an old, old school with it too, and it's hard it's hard to beat. So, but anyway, mm-hmm. I, I just want to say that uh, I live in Plano, Texas. There, I've been over there about three years. I'm from Mississippi, but just just going back, starting from the um, the nine eleven. That I, I I mean, it's it's it, it really did humble a lot of people there. You know, I, I saw that, and and, and um, I saw when they bent, and I saw when they ro- rose up. You know, rose back up. You know. And it was just a, it was just a moment of time that they did it, and 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 that's what we had in that now. If a person don't watch it, we 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 mm-hmm. we going we going back right in that direction. They're going they're going to get home back down too because to see what's going on, what majority and how, and it's a shame that you have to labelize things as certain individual want to do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. It's super it's super sad when a person. Can always leave leave you, but can never follow you, mm-hmm. and, and 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 to always you know wanna wanna you know you go their way and 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 not you know you follow them even if they right or wrong and 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 it's so sad from from day one before voting time all the way from even before Trump got in it 
that that all of the Republicans and stuff knew about him, mm-hmm. and and they still went for him. And 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 and, go, and what's going on now on this on these masks with uh, you know with, with so many people that didn't die from the mask and with the CDC and all this proof of what masks would do, it is a it is it is a grace a disgrace for those Republicans to be doing what they are doing and not um manipulating masses and doing what they you know well what they're doing they're they're killing people yes they're murderers. Those who don't want their children wearing masks to school. These people are murderers. They don't have the right to do that. I'm going to tell you why. Because you might say it's against, it's against, I'm an American citizen. I have the right to carry this gun, and I, but you don't have the right to shoot nobody. But they wear those, go to schools without masks, carrying that virus, transferring it to someone else. That's wrong. And and see, believe it or not, all, a lot of this come out of that Trump thinking. Yes, sir. It comes out of that. So yes, we're going to, and I'm so glad to finally see the president start speaking with some strength and authority. They're sick and tired of this. Anybody with common sense know that you need to take those shots. Yes. Anybody with common sense. Some some people say, well, it makes somebody say, well, there's nothing 100% that man makes. We can't make anything 100%, but we can make it well enough where uh, it will protect the masses of people. Yeah. And when I say this, yeah. I'm talking about the masses of people. Right. But if you let people keep running around here without taking the, the shot, We'll never get rid of this uh, this virus. Now this virus will get rid of us. That's what's going on. That's why the Bible yeah. says you are destroyed from lack of knowledge. That's what's going on. Oh, they they they, they know they what they now. Do. These clowns know what they're doing. They just and, and, they and, just and, want to dis. Uh, if if Biden was against the masses and against taking the shots, guess what they'd be? <laughs> Pro taking the shot. No. Pro masses. Okay. Whatever Biden, whichever direction Biden go, they're gonna go another way. Yes, so sir. I mean, you need to take yeah. the politics out of this mess. Me and my wife took both of our shots, and we are still wearing two masks. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I ain't slacked up at all, and I'm not because this thing is for real. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 for people to die like they are, like people to die yeah. the way they die. And the CDC them prove from what masks does and what, you know, by without wearing masks, what it does and how rich you are. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it, I know it's not and it's probably well, won't never be. But it ought to be a law against them. I know situations where entire families have been wiped out, right? Yes, right here yes. in Dallas. The entire yes. family gets wiped. One person getting spreaded to all of them and they're all dead now. I probably need to bring on some of the... Uh, Funeral directors or something. Just let y'all let y'all hear from them and hear yes, what they're doing and yes, hear sir. Yes, sir. how they are are burying families. Yes, sir. And it's not being reported on on radio or television like it should be. Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, all, all of those Republicans. All of those are red states too. 
I see them all the time where their numbers are going. Mississippi about to blow up over there. It, 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 yeah. I'm from over there, and it's a, and it's a shame. It, it's a disgrace. It, it, it ought to be some kind of, I know it's not, and it probably will never be. It, they ought to be considered just like you just said earlier, murderers, because what you're doing, you're killing people, you're having people being killed for, for your knowledge of what you're telling them what they don't have to do, and you yeah. and the CDC telling you it need to be done. Yeah. All right, thank you. Thank I you. love you. Take care. Appreciate yes. you, Uh-huh. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have next, Pierre? And we have a tequila on uh, line one. Who? Tequila? Yes, tequila. Good Good morning. <laughs> She's gone. She gone? Yes. All right, who we have next? So we... All right, so we have another color, but I don't have the name, so... All right, just bring, me, bring them on air. Yes, bring them exactly. On air. All right. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Go right ahead. Uh-huh. All right. Yes. Go right ahead and speak. Uh-huh. I'm going to talk about 9-11. I was off that day, and my mother called me on TV. That's when the second thing hit the, uh, the, 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 the towel. Now, my context of 9-11 is different than most people. Because America was naive anyway because we've always like one gentleman said fought wars over everything is about overseas and it was you would have thought we'd learned from Pearl Harbor wouldn't you thought huh wouldn't you thought we learned from Pearl Harbor no no no, no. remember Donald Trump knew one no no one thing he know Americans like to be lied to that's what he knows and that's how he, that's why he did what he did now Mm -hmm. When we bombed two cities, Nagasaki and uh, uh, Hiroshima, and the other they were civilian targets. The United States target cities to, to end the war with Japan. Mm -hmm. We didn't care about none of that. But guess what happened? What? This possibly happened. We got attacked in a, in a major city, and a war was declared. So to me, all what happened was, okay, America, you you went to attack two civilian targets to end a war, and somebody attacked a city that, and then they they attacked the World Trade Center, which is which is is is, is uh, part of of the, the economics and the financial center, all that stuff. That's right. It was deliberate. Mm -hmm. Now. You would have thought they would have they would have attacked Washington, wouldn't you? Exactly, exactly. And they but were, they didn't. But they hit the the, the financial symbols of the world. Yes, those, those two yes. towers standing there. Yes. They were standing yes. there as symbols to the whole world. They were the uh, second tallest buildings in the world at that time. The tallest was in Chicago, uh, the Sears Tower, yes. that was supposed to be built in Dallas, but. So, They built those as the symbols of the world, and that's what they hit. And, and, and so, and so, what you have is that most Americans, just like now, oh, we're in denial because what what has happened is we have been lulled to this insecurity, you know, the security that we we talk about. Now, if you understand the military, the military is supposed to have uh, bases all 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 over the country. Mm -hmm. Those two planes, those jet planes that got there, right? came from the Midwest. You're telling me out of all those naval bases, all those planes, we we got planes that scramble that's, that's in from the Midwest? Now, 
Now, those planes were from Boston. They, 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 they were from Boston. That's Northeast. They came no, 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 no. directly from Boston. No, the no, Midwest no. planes no. hit in Pennsylvania. No, and those no, no. planes that hit the Pentagon came from Boston. Boston? Listen, I ain't talking about those planes. I'm talking about our jet planes, our jet fighters. Oh, and you are so right. Though we did not have, we could not get our planes there fast enough to shoot exactly. them down. Exactly. And you would have thought America, if we, and they got word that the, those planes were headed to New York, and you, you would have thought America would have, had, would have been strategic enough to have been able to shot those planes down, but they weren't. Exactly. And that's my point. Mm -hmm. we, got, we, got, we got bases and military, the Navy, Marines, and Army aircraft. Mm -hmm. All, but, but, but see, that's my point. You telling me we have all this uh, security, we have all this FBI, we have all CIA, we have all these these these, these people got spies, and mm -hmm. they didn't know what was happening. Mm -hmm. They knew the thing is they took it serious because oh, yeah. because they said no one would ever dare attack us mm -hmm. from, from 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 the kids from from the teachers in the public schools and charter schools and private schools to all the way to the president of the United States. They said we'll never get attacked. You know why? Mm -hmm. been built on a false construct of a dream. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's coming to reality. But one thing about the whole deal, the reason why, one of the reasons why, it's not the only reason, one of the reasons why he's so hostile against us, he cannot use his nuclear weapons against us. He cannot use all that, that, that you have described there he, he, it can't be used if it, uh, 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 against us because we're right next door to him. Yep. So when you, the Bible speaks up, read Psalms 107. And you'll see what I'm talking about. I will. That's why your chariots and your your archers and, archers and all of this right now. It can't, you, it can't do you any good when people are too close to you. All right. Yeah. Uh, thank, you for your, thank you for your call. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. Who do we have next, Pierre? We have uh, Hayden on uh, line three. Hayden? Yes. All righty. Good morning, Hayden. Hello. Hello? Uh, go right. What's your name? Helen. I keep telling him Helen and spelling it out. <laughs> okay. Hold <laughs> on. Oh, Lord. Okay, good morning, Helen. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, good morning. God has been this morning, and uh, I hate to think about, excuse me, the 9-11 incident. Yes, I remember where I was. I was on my way to work that morning and just couldn't fathom of something like this actually happening in the United States. I mean, you know, and how the powers that be... Uh, didn't realize this with the people that they were training. Uh, it just appeared to be that they had were closed eyes, mm -hmm. and they were just getting getting ready right here up under up under our noses, and mm -hmm. um, and then all of a sudden, boom! So you know, this is strategic planning on the uh, uh, Bin Laden. Uh, uh, rain and uh, he happened exactly the way that he wanted it to happen. 
911 emergency. Okay, hold on. Still, still suffering, still suffering mm. uh, behind that incident. And then what frightens me is that uh, the the, um, the the people that are coming over now, <laughs> we don't mm -hmm. know what that group. You don't know what's in that group, do you? No, we don't. We don't know what's in that group. And the only thing I can say, even for myself, or again, get ready, get ready, get ready. But you know, when I look at some of the some of the series that they're running now, what's so sad to me? And I heard this last night. Out of all the people that were killed, and out of all the rubbish that they've been able to collect, mm -hmm. only same people have been identified through DNA. So I knew. I don't have a friend, but I've heard people talk about their friends that worked in that in uh, in those buildings, and, and still haven't found what well, we know that they still haven't been found. But they're but they're not they're not forgotten. They are not forgotten. And um, uh, a lot of like I said, a lot was said this morning. One thing uh, touched me is this mass situation as well. You know, the thing of it is that uh, you can't make people do what they don't want to do. That's just the bottom line. They want to stay in control of their lives. But I look at it this way. Don't wear your mask. Don't put your mask on and see what happens. But don't come around me, and I'm not coming around you. So if you don't want your little children to go out of school and not be protected, let them go on. You're responsible. Not but what if, what if I've always said, separate them. Yeah, what let now? the ones who the parents don't want them to wear masks, let them go into one one room. Let those who parents want them to have masks on go into another one. Exactly. Let them stay separated all day. Never let them co-mingle together. No. Well, yeah, that'll that, that, that be another issue. That'll be another issue. And well, uh, what teacher what teacher's gonna teach those that set of kids that uh I think the uh, who, who now which group do you think the average teacher would rather teach? Well that's my that's what I'm saying. What teacher is gonna teach that that Well they they're gonna have to uh, teach kids now without masks on and many teachers have gotten sick and died. Exactly. See this see you're dealing with life and death here. You're dealing with politics here. You're dealing with a mentality that has been perpetrated in this country for the, since 2016, 2017 more. It's something that, that the bigotry, the hatred, and the ignorance of America has been brought forth and given to you in its, in its purest form. All they wanted was someone who were bold enough and would care what they consider charismatic enough to really purvey their racist attitudes. And they found that in Donald Trump. They just loved it. That's why they love him so much. And you'd be surprised the number of black people that are ignorant enough to follow him. Well, and, and that's true. I can't say that they're ignorant enough uh, that's just who they are. Uh, well, let's put it like this. If you know you, you lay your head on the chopping block, it's going to get cut off and you go lay your head on there. Do you think that's good sense? Of course it's not good sense. Well, you know, <laughs> I, oh my at, God. No, 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 sir, listen. At this point in my life, 
at the end of my day, Jesus is the author and finisher of my faith. I cannot tell these people what to do. They, they, they're just going to have to happen. I got family members, sadly to say, that refuse to get the shot. And I warn them every day. And, but I'm like, you, you had a, a caller on your show, oh, maybe a couple of months ago. Uh, and one thing she said, I think she was a nurse, and I just never forgot that. And I passed it on to everyone that, uh, uh, you know, thinks that they uh, cannot get the virus or afraid to get. One thing she said was this. You put everything in your body. You put drugs. You put alcohol. You give all, you know, you go to the doctor, but you will not get the vaccination. Now, if that's not stuck on stupid, I don't know what is. But I can't be responsible for them anymore. I'm tired. I just stay away. But they're going to infect somebody else that you may not even know, and that person might give it to you. It's a dangerous thing. But I'm up against a short break. I thank you for your call, and we'll be right back. You can reach me at 972-647-1893. Bye. Yo, what's up? All right, we're back. We're back and uh, back on the air. All righty. Uh, bring, bring another caller. Bring up uh, another caller. Yes, so we, we have uh, tequila on uh, line one. Tequila. Te- tequila? Yes. All righty. Good morning, Tequila. Good morning. Uh, my name is actually Tequila, oh. like the drink. You what? It's like it's pronounced Te- like the drink. Tequila? tequila. Yes, sir. Good morning. Yes. Okay, okay. you're um, Tequila. All right. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, Good morning. How you doing this morning? I'm fine this morning. How are you? I'm doing well. Mm-hmm. Thank you, playing. Go right so, ahead. I called in this morning uh, because I heard when you mentioned. Some real people call about if they had anything to say about 9-11. Mm-hmm. I was actually 18 the morning that it happened. Uh-huh. I remember it like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, what I have to say about that is we had been warned back in 1993 mm-hmm. when they first tried to bomb the World Trade Center. Um, he had said pretty much that we would, uh, it, it, we would never forget it. It was the worst. The worst was yet to come. You, you know, you're, you're a young man at that time, but you sure got a good memory, and that's correct because they, that was the second bombing of the World Trade Center. They they yes, did sir. it from the yes, bottom sir. the first time, yes, which sir. didn't do nothing but really basically shake the building and messed up some cars. Yes, but. Sir. They 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 came for the real deal this time, the next time. Yes, yeah, yes, mm-hmm. they already thought about the outcome of if we had a plane fly through, but it was just a smaller plane. Mm-hmm. No, that, okay. That would be hard. Yes, sir. They, mm-hmm. they they thought about it. I think back in 1968, probably sometime when they was actually putting the plans together to even build it. Mm-hmm. It, it was already people against it because in the process of, of it being made, they would lose their small businesses that they had. 
They disregarded the fact of what everybody else had going on because it was more or less about the money. They mm-hmm. disregarded the safety. Yeah. They just thought about the money. Mm-hmm. Um, Helen spoke on something that I have been thinking about myself as far as the war that's going on over there in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I feel like what goes on in their country is their business because that's what they believe in. That's right. We are always trying to go and save other countries, but what about our own country? Mm-hmm. We deal with our own problems here, but we can't seem to get help from people that's within our own country. I'm not well, prejudiced. I'm not prejudiced, but I also was wondering, how is it so so easy for other foreigners to come to the United States of America, and yet it's so hard for us to even leave our country to go to their country. It requires us to get passports, uh, visas, but here they are able to walk thousands and thousands of miles. They are being smuggled here. It is a lot going on that we are not allowed to do, and yet they are making our country unsafe. Well... It's only the little people that see... Now, oh, what would remind me of which caller was that that spoke on this? America might not be very safe now. We don't know because we don't know who's in America now. They're coming no, in in mass numbers and everything. And I tell you, guess what area is taking a lot of these people? What, what area? Dallas. They bringing a lot of them right here to Dallas, North Texas. Well, do you realize that, you know, why? I think, you know, Texas is almost like the meetup places for a lot of things because it's a, it's a money state. We're still in the South. Um, it's kind of like, I, I, I don't really know how to put it without it's the it's, so. it's the rich South. That's what yes, Texas is. Dallas, Houston, Austin, very rich cities. Very rich. I mean, some of the richest places on earth. And they uh, uh, have the most passive black people on earth. Right here in those three. They're very, Austin, a little bit more outspoken, but. Uh, uh, the passive black people in Houston and Dallas. They're not going to raise sand about anything as long as they can get them a ham sandwich. <laughs> See? Yes, and, uh, the, uh, and uh, you, they, hey, it's the Mecca for white supremacy. <laughs> to be truthful about it, it's the Mecca for white supremacy. It can thrive here because it has everything that you would want if you are a white supremacist. You, you 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 got the type of Negro you can deal with. Just tell him things and, and just promise him a, a quarter and you got him in your hip pocket right there. You don't have to go to your hip pocket. You can keep him front pocket, pocket change. But see, this is what's happening here. And, uh, and we're going to get loaded up. And the lady said, we don't know who's 
who who these people are, what there's no paperwork on them. They they didn't they didn't need visas to get into the country. You know, no no passports. No, uh, it's it's one of those things. You know, that's being done to us. And the thing that reason why we're not seeing much is because the Democrats did it. A Democratic president. If it was a Republican, everybody would be on edge right then. So, they know, a lot of people won't say anything because they know that these people, watch and see, they're going to get loans from lending institutions. They're going to go in business. They first come to our our community, get rich, take all the money out of it, and go and going to live somewhere else. And they will mistreat us when they come to our community. You can go in their store, they're angry with you. You see, uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, uh, just like Asians, they said, you know, discrimination against Asians is great. It probably is. Probably is because of the virus and everything. But who was any more hateful toward us than Asians when they first started coming into America in mass numbers in the 80s, in the 90s. Used to go in their store, blacks had been walked, just walked in and shot down in their stores. They did it. So we have to really be cognizant of what's going on around us. Whether it's a Democrat or a Republican, we just got to be cognizant of what's happening and do something about it. All right. I have, I have one last thing that I would, would I, I would love the answer to it. I've always wondered who told the white man that he was superior. Well, no, uh, he told himself. He did. He, he took initiative upon himself. Actually, when you read the Bible, it says just the opposite. It talks about too much is given, much is expected. Well, we have to understand who are the original people on earth? Who are they? Do you know? We are. We are African. We 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 are African descent. We are black people. Are you are you black? Are you black? Yes. We are. We are the original people on earth. Everyone come from us. We're the only people in the world that two blacks can get together and create a white person. We can do it. No other group on earth can come together and create. Don't look like. We also have the black woman that can have every race. And we still dominate. Well, she's she's going with every race now. She can have a black baby. She can have a Chinese baby. She can well, have she, baby. She, she can have. Well, she's she she's, have, she's pretty well. She's she's really pretty well dipping there with all of them. Oh yeah. So they raised sin when the brother was going with the white woman. Now that she's going with the white man. Now. But the brother better not say nothing. He's scared. He get talked about and talked against. If you're scared of women, <laughs> see, I'm not afraid of women. <laughs> I talk no. It's still man. No, no. I'm not afraid of anybody. 
but I'll tell the truth on everybody. That's just the way it yes, is. All righty. We thank well, you. Y'all have a blessed day. Thank you, you have for a blessed day. Yeah. And God bless everybody. All righty. All righty. All right. Yep. I tell you what, we're up against this yard break at 8 o'clock. Uh, Pierre, is uh, Malcolm on the line? Yes, we we have a couple uh, callers. Ma- yes, we got Malcolm on. The, just leave them all on the line, and we'll. Am I come? Uh, not yet. Hmm? Not yet. No, no, we're not going. We're not going to them right. Now. Well, we're going to them now. It's right. It's eight o'clock. Yes, we so, have a break. Yes. All right. Break. And I, they can be. We can be reached nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. We'll be right back. Heavenly Joy Church. Church Information and Open Forum. All righty. I invite everyone. Marion Barnett Sr. Live tomorrow morning, 9.30 on Facebook. Listen to us. Marion Barnett Sr. On Facebook tomorrow morning, 9.30. Yes, yeah. Come and worship with us. All righty. And uh, we got a lot going on. But right now, we want to bring the barrister himself on, uh, Mr. Malcolm Robinson. Uh, bring, is the barrister there? Yes, I'm here. How are you doing? Fine. How are you doing this morning? Oh, I'm doing fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we got so much, so much going on. Let's talk about some things uh, that's concerning money and investments and different things like that. Uh, how do you see what... Let's take someone that's popular right now, a group of people that's popular. Let's take a group like the Dallas Cowboys. Do you know of how most of those fellas will invest their money uh, as professional athletes? Well, my understanding uh, is that a lot of the professional athletes uh, go through wealth management type organizations. And I think their agents 
uh, help to connect them with wealth management organizations. And a wealth management organization is uh, basically an organization in which you uh, uh, designate to act as your, I'm going to say, kind of like agent in regards to the management of your funds. So then the money, their salaries and endorsements are paid and it's deposited in a an account that's managed by the wealth management uh, entities and they put together budgets and they allow uh, a certain amount of funds to be uh, discretionary spending and all that. That's my understanding of the way that works for a lot of professional athletes. But why is it that it seems like the white players come out, they have, let's say, typical 10-year career, all right? We make it a sort of a long career, pretty good career. They come out, they're pretty well fixed for life. And the brothers make a lot of money, but they come out, they go to the agent, the agent tells them, well, ain't no money, it's all gone. Uh, what do you think, what's going on there? Well, uh, let me just say this about that. The, a lot of African Americans who desire to get into that area of uh, providing wealth management type services to individuals, including athletes, uh, African Americans obviously uh, have been locked out. When LeBron James got together, he put together his own group, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. they actually uh, managed do wealth management. And you, uh, I forgot the other, uh, the guy that uh, manages uh, Des Bryant. You know, he, uh, mm-hmm. Des Bryant signed up with, with uh, I can't think of that guy's name, Jay-Z. y'all in New York. Jay-Z. And uh, they do wealth management Jay-Z. for him. Uh, and they, I'm sure they do wealth management for other athletes. So there's, there's a little migration going on where a lot of the African-American athletes are, have, uh, gone to African-American owned and operated wealth management entities. Now, let me just say this. We're going through a revolution. Uh, Some of your listeners may have felt it, but, uh, you know, since the Supreme Court made its ruling regarding athletes being able to uh, benefit from their uh, likeness, you are getting a lot of college athletes on all levels and high school athletes who mm-hmm. have been able to sign endorsement deals. So that's opening up another market for wealth management. Mm-hmm. And African Americans who are out there who have children uh, in high school and they're being approached to sign endorsement deals and do all that, they need to be very, very cognizant of the environment that they're in, because, I mean, it's a multi, uh, thousands, and even, I think there's a one athlete, you know, signed a deal for a million dollars coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we haven't quite heard about it yet, I don't think, but it's coming if it hasn't come. Uh, so those listeners out there who have children who are athletes, need to be very, very sensitive to this environment mm-hmm. that, they, that they are in. Mm-hmm. An environment that was 
really established by a, a basketball player that played at UCLA. That was, I think, Ed O'Bannon was his name. It was his case that the Supreme Court ruled nine to zero that mm-hmm. the athletes uh, can take it, can actually market their own likeness. So very important. They, you see, a lot of people don't realize it. Uh, college football is big, 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 but television rights, a uh, hundred thousand seat stadiums full, and all type of uh, you know paraphernalia and everything. It's big money. Right. But the athletes, the only thing the athletes have can get over on top of the table is a scholarship. That's what they, now they can get more. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so they can get a lot more. And that's on all levels, the large schools and the small schools. We uh-huh. should not ignore the small schools. Yeah. Because the small schools that are in <clears throat> small communities, those athletes who go to those schools, they also can market their likeness within the small community. Mm-hmm. And that can make a big difference. So our community has to be aware of what's going on because all of a sudden the lights turn on and now uh, our sons and daughters are able to market their likeness and receive funds. And you can imagine the scams and the, and the vultures that, that are out there that's trying to take advantage of the uh, of our young people. Mm-hmm. And our parents have got to be sophisticated and get information and reach out mm-hmm. and, and get help for their for their sons and daughters. And uh, because you can uh, you you know that a lot of uh, white athletes they have already geared up. Yeah. And and, mm-hmm. and and but some some of us may not be on top of it like we could or should. And we have to be aware of that because otherwise. Uh, they're going to take advantage of our children, and and, and you're going to hear about it uh, soon. Well, what about those parents who have gifted children, and they know it right now, but they say they are junior, senior high school, uh, in college. Uh, should they hire an, hire an agent right now? What, what would you suggest? They, excuse me, they need to be looking looking around for persons and entities to provide them information on how to uh, protect themselves and their children uh, and hire agents or whatever type entities but they have to act on behalf of the of the athlete and the fact that a lot of some of these athletes are minors. Mm-hmm. That means that the earnings is for them, not for the parents. So there has to be certain type of guardianship set up to protect the wealth that the athlete is going to be able to earn in high school. Mm-hmm. Or starting in high school. Well, now. Yeah. If they are star athletes, Mm-hmm. You know, like you were, mm-hmm. you could uh, you, uh, you could market yourself, Marion Barnett. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. In mm-hmm. high school, because you were a star athlete, 
Everybody know you were a star athlete. So your name was valuable, and people can use you to market their goods and services. Use your likeness. And you got to be very, very educated and sophisticated on how to uh, navigate and manage this new access to uh, the market that mm -hmm. we are beginning to realize. Well, uh, uh, is there an age limit before the athlete uh, can get his money to handle? Um, didn't, they, didn't they have something to protect those child stars and singles and stuff like that? So you had to be, they couldn't touch that money until they were, what, 21, 22 years old? Something like that? There, there, there has to be a guardianship uh, set up. You know, in some states they call it conservatorship. Mm -hmm. There has to be a guardianship set up for the child. And what that is, is you have to go through the necessary probate court to set up a guardianship. See, the parent mm -hmm. is the guardian of the person, mm -hmm. uh, the minor person, but they are not guardian of the estate of the minor person. So if you have a child who is a minor and he or she is eligible to earn money, you know, and, and we've had some of those, and we had some, some tragedies that's been reported regarding that. Uh -huh. A guardianship has to be set up, and either the parent or another eligible person has to be designated as guardian of the estate because the child's money is for the benefit of the child, mm -hmm. not the parent. Now, is there some, who is it? What star is that? Their parents, uh, their parents uh, spent their money. I was watch, watching TV one day, and that was on. It's a well-known star. They were a child star. There's been a number of child stars. I'm talking about um, in the African-American community, but you mm -hmm. know, throughout, mm -hmm. in which they have had problems in terms of the parents trying to uh, uh, spend their money. Now, a lot of parents are resistant to that type of oversight. But mm -hmm. that's the law. If the child is able to earn funds while he or she is a minor, those funds are for the benefit of that child, not for the parent. Mm -hmm. So if you feel that you have a child who is able to earn money, and like I said, they'll be more able to do it as athletes in high school now, mm -hmm. you need to go and consult with an attorney so that a guardianship can be set up for your child. Mm -hmm. And you can be you receive information to understand what your role is so mm -hmm. you don't make yourself liable because you're spending or trying to spend your child's money. Well, who is it best for them to have at this point in time in life? Uh, agent, or a lawyer, or both, or what? How should that work? They need a lawyer. I always say they need a lawyer because... The relationship, the attorney-client relationship, is is a special relationship under the law. Mm -hmm. And they, an agent who acts as an agent and doesn't act as a lawyer, that relationship is not regulated to the extent that the attorney-client relationship is. So mm -hmm. you should have an attorney definitely. 
And then you can also have an agent, and that agent can go and negotiate uh, contracts for you in terms of finding deals for mm-hmm. you. But, but, but you, you still know. need a, the protection of a lawyer, don't you? Definitely. You don't, don't, you have to have an attorney because the attorney client relationship is very, very much protected. Mm-hmm. And, and, and to the extent and to the degree that the agent principal relationship is not as protected. Well, that's that, that's something I'd been thinking about. I wanted to uh, talk to you. I started to talk to you in private, but uh, I'd rather I go and do it on the air because I I have well, some uh, perspective. Uh, I have some grandsons. Oh yeah. I pretty well know they're gonna make it in the NFL. They're, oh yeah. They are yeah. they're, they're level where they consider the greatest athletes in Texas and. Uh, uh, they're tall, six five, six six, and uh, one can run a four two forty. Oh and, my goodness! Oh, he's. A, uh, I believe he could outrun Bolt if we tried. Uh, so, but I still want others to know uh, they have to. Even though that child making a lot of money, he's still a child. Right. And, and uh, it, a child thinks like a child. No matter how gifted they are, and uh, uh, the the they and people get you know all upset, but you and things like this. If you want to protect your money, you do need a lawyer. You no do question. need an agent. That's right. Huh? Especially a lawyer because agents is more or less in the business of trying to find you the best deals. Exactly. But how you hold on to that money? is really uh, the key to the whole deal because I've seen too many athletes. I, I know too many personally that, hey, man, they, they made some money. Yeah. They made some money. Right. But when the career was over with, the money was over with. Right. Yes. That's correct. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's, that's I'm, bl- I'm glad you brought that up. I had that on my mind that I wanted to kind of make sure that people are aware of that. Mm-hmm. Because of this, uh, the Supreme Court ruling, and it starts in high school, so they they shouldn't just wait till they uh, get to college. If, mm-hmm. you, if you have a, a athlete who is a, a star athlete coming up in junior high in the high school, mm-hmm. the the they they can uh, market their likeness. Now, they may be a star running back, especially in some of these small towns, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a small town. Mm-hmm. But they can market their likeness within the community and they can they can can get endorsement deals mm-hmm. within the community. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, oh, so yeah. And they can get paid for that now whereas before mm-hmm. they, they 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 couldn't get paid. You legally. couldn't accept that money. Exactly. If, if it was offered to you. Uh just like uh what was the running back at USC where they built his mother and father a house for him to play there and they had a Big Stinko. He won Eisman Trophy. Uh, I know you, you know what I'm talking about. If I hadn't asked you, I would have thought of it myself. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. And, and I think, did they take the Heisman Trophy away from him uh, for that? Oh, yeah. Uh, his marketing value was so great. They bought, you know how expensive homes are in California. 
Yeah, you know, I would say all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Even running back there with that USC and, and these other schools, they did the same thing for Mm-hmm. Uh, but we... Back, go ahead. No, go, go, go ready and go. Uh, the guy you talk about, his last name starts with a B. I can't think of his first. He played for Southern Cal. Yeah, but he and he played NFL. I think he played for yeah. uh, New Orleans. Yeah. Oh, he was he, uh, he was a tremendous runner. Yeah. Uh he, he was Oh, he was he had speed, he had, he had it all. Uh, He's the one that they took the Heisman uh from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh he used to go with uh what's his chick's name? That's Yep. I had all know. these famous boyfriends. She, he was the first one she went with. That's correct. That's correct. Uh, I don't know why I can't think of it. I tell you what, we're, we're going to take a short break, and we're going to uh, take some calls. I might have to get some callers to call in and tell us who we're talking about. And, uh, 972-647-1893, and we'll be right back. Yeah, what's up? All right, we're back, and you're on with Attorney Malcolm Robinson. Uh, Attorney Robinson, you there? Yes, I'm here. Reggie Bush. Yes, that's it. Yeah, you did say it started with a B, right? Yes, right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, but now, what about, and uh, we'll go to something else, but I, I, I'm interested in this. What about... These transfers. If a kid leave one college, uh, uh, even in high school, and go to another one, they have to sit out a year. Where a coach can leave and go coach another team the, the next week, if you want to. Well, the the, the NCAA, uh, in their wisdom, because they knew they were going to be forced to it, they changed the transfer rules. So now you can... Uh, the athlete can can transfer, uh, have more freedom to transfer from school to school than they used to. Mm-hmm. So uh, that aspect of it, uh, uh, that's what they call a transfer portal, they call it, where they set it up where the athlete can put in to be transferred. And there's been a lot of transfers over the over the last few years, if you, if you uh, recall. Mm-hmm. So, well. so it's not like it used to be. Uh, where they was uh, restricted, they can they can move. From I always, school now. Uh, I always thought that was so unfair. Oh, it was unfair. I mean, it, 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 I mean, it, it, it was a plantation relationship. Let's put it like that. That's mm-hmm. the way I looked at it all the time. Mm-hmm. But, but Red Barnett, I, why are we on this? Because see, I've been wanting to uh, bring this up ever since that Supreme Court ruling. But we had the issue with the phones and all that. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's important that that the listeners know. Uh, very, very important that in the state of Texas, you are a minor until you get become uh, get to the age of 18. A minor does not have the legal capacity to enter into a contract. Mm-hmm. If you if if you are a minor and you have earning capacity, your earnings have to be uh, in a trust under a guardianship. Okay. The parent, the parent, the natural parent, biological parent of the child has to be appointed by the probate court 
as mm-hmm. a guardian of their child's estate. Mm-hmm. I, I have to say that again. The probate court has to designate and appoint the parent if mm-hmm. they want to be the uh, have control or have some type of uh, regulation over their child's earnings. Mm-hmm. They have to be appointed a guardian of the estate. You are not a natural guardian of your child's money. The court has to appoint you, and then you are subject to court regulation. You can't just spend your money on your child as a, as a guardian. A lot of some parents get upset about that. Well, he, he or she needs these shoes. Or, I, I, you know, I, I don't have money to pay. Mm-hmm. There's the child's money. And it's your job, it's the guardian's job to protect the child's money. Mm-hmm. So you can't, you have to be appointed guardian under the regulations and laws of the state of Texas. It requires you to uh, file mm-hmm. certain information. Mm-hmm. And then you are restricted in terms of how you can, how that money can be used. You know what? Uh, times sure have changed. When I went off to college, freshman, it used to be, Fresh, college freshmen couldn't play varsity sports. That's correct. Although you could come in there good enough to to move those those senior starters out. That's correct. But they would not allow a freshman to even play. That's what he, happened. He had to play uh, freshman. Well, we had to play freshman football. Or basketball. Yeah. Yeah, yes. basketball. Whatever the sport was. Right. You had to do it as a freshman, not with the varsity. You didn't get to play varsity until your sophomore year. That's that, that's correct. That's happened with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He was Lou Alcindor at the time he went to UCLA. Mm-hmm. He didn't play until he didn't play varsity until his second year. The best basketball player in the country had to play freshman basketball. That's correct. Wow. Times have changed. Times have changed. Really, yep. I, I, yep. I'm so glad of that. But when we uh, see what's happening, what's happening in America, uh, do GIs, do people who've served in this country, uh, uh, do you as a lawyer, do you see their benefits getting better, remaining the same, or worse? So you mean while they're in the service or after they get out? After they get out. Uh, I, well, I see it, 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 it's getting worse, but they're trying to, uh, try to keep it from getting worse. It, it, in my opinion, it was never good. See, I'm not a veteran. I didn't serve in the, in the military. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father did. And, yeah. uh, uh, but, uh, it, 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 you know, the country didn't, didn't really have good, you know, they do all this talking about veterans, but they didn't have good respect for the uh, veterans uh, no, they didn't. came out of the service. Mm-hmm. Now they're trying to improve that situation, both as it relates to the medical treatment and care and, and other benefits that that they that the veterans would be entitled to. So, mm-hmm. so then there has to be more attention to it, because, you know, the, uh, you, you hear these people going around, patriotism and all that, Mm-hmm. And uh, then when someone go into service and they get injured or or uh, uh, severely injured, and they need medical treatment. You know, they didn't treat them the way they need to. They trying to improve the situation now. So, mm-hmm. so we 
we'll see how that's going to. They're trying to improve the veterans' uh, medical facilities. I mm-hmm. think they're building a new veterans' hospital out in Garland somewhere. I heard about that. Uh-huh. So they're well, trying to make it better. Well, now, do... Uh, do do banks, uh, lending institutions, do they finance cars for young men? Uh, if that was a draft, you think they would finance uh, finance cars for young men? Uh, uh, finance cars, you know, to purchase a car. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we, and you mean uh, young men and women? Well, young men and women, but back then that's the reason why I slipped on that one. Because during the time of uh, Vietnam, right, uh, they wouldn't finance a car. For, no. for guys 18, you had to be, I think, 24, 25 years old before they finance a car for you. For the simple fact, they were scared you were going to get drafted, and they have to take that car and set it up somewhere because they couldn't sell it out from under you. But at the same time, they wasn't going to receive payments. And they were well, supposed we, to have been so loyal, great, you know, uh, lovers of America. But a young man, somebody had to sign for him uh, if he got a car. You go way back. They, uh, uh, well, I'm going, I, I'm way old. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, uh, most of that's changed. When the draft went out of, uh, they don't have that now. <laughs> uh, I think they used they used to try and get benefits under the GI Bill if you had gone into service and you became eligible. But you know, African Americans used to have problems with even uh, getting benefits under the GI Bill. But mm-hmm. but uh, uh, now you're going way back. So yeah, most of that has changed. I know. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I, I uh, my my people had to sign a car. Because they wouldn't, they wouldn't sell me a car. Because I was at, uh, my freshman year in college, you know, it was a gift. I got me uh, at that time the Camaro was. Uh, I had one of the bad Camaros, and uh, and they wouldn't sell it. They said, "No, you, you, you're draft age. I you, you cannot buy. We will not finance a car for you." And several banks told me that. Right. Right. Well, they, you know, that's that's called they they had this law, the uh, Sailor and Soldier Civil Relief Act. I think that's what they called it, mm-hmm. and that would protect the the uh, the military person from being pursued by a creditor while he or she was in the military on active duty. Yeah. So a lot of so the, a lot of the creditors would would as a result of that, if they felt you were subject and eligible for the draft, they you would not be considered a a good credit risk, but that's that's well, way back. Yeah, well, I had a good, I had a good job, and, but they still wasn't gonna sell me that car because they know if Uncle Sam came calling, I'm gone. <laughs> and they wasn't gonna pay me enough money to pay for that car. That's right. All right, uh, 972-647-1893. Let's take some callers. Uh, let's take some callers. Yeah. Who, who we got? And we have a uh, Caroline on uh, line one. All right. Good morning, Caroline. Good, good morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, good morning, Malcolm. Uh, are we talking real estate this morning again? If you like to. Whatever you like to talk to Attorney Robinson about, you talk That's to right. her. Okay, right. I, just, I have a question. Uh, in a situation where the parent died, 
and uh, she was tax exempt from property taxes. Now, the daughter is going to take over the home. The home is paid for, and again, the mother wasn't paying any taxes because of property taxes because of her age. The daughter just wants to move in the home. She's got two other brothers. Uh, she doesn't want to try to buy them out. She just wants to get, just want to get in the house and eliminate, you know, the issues of brothers and all that kind of stuff. Trying to spend money up. So my question is this: to You is that um, at any one point can the county come in and access property taxes on her? Although the house is still in her mother's name, but she's yet living there. Yeah, uh, when the, when the mother dies, then the county can can if if the mother was exempt from property taxes because of her her age, and the mother dies, the county can come in and 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 tax the property. I wouldn't advise anyone. To, to he needs to confront that 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 issue. Don't you try to slide. Okay, would you, would you repeat that again? Uh, well, I, what I'm what I'm saying is, if you if you have a, a parent that died and they they were exempt from property taxes, you need to confront that issue. I don't advise anyone to try to slide in under that exemption because what will happen is eventually. The county and the government going to find out. And when they find out, all them property taxes that, that from the date of the mother's death, you're going to owe those. Okay. That's but, exactly what I told but, her. Yes. So now, if you have, if, if, if your mother dies or a parent dies, their deed is on the, excuse me, their name is on the deed. They own the property. You need to go and consult with an attorney immediately. First, you got to find out whether they died with a will or without a will. They, but regard- they, they did not. They did not have a will, and, and I told her exactly the same thing because I, I didn't know what. I'm not an attorney, but uh, you know I know of some things. But my question is this: How will they find out? Well. Uh, well, they they can find out a number of ways. One, you're gonna have problems getting insurance on the property. Okay, if, that uh, that's gonna be one thing. You know, you're really not eligible to get uh, homeowners insurance on the property once the person is deceased. And so, the the if you go to try and renew the homeowners insurance policy, the insurance company will not should not give you insurance on that property. Now, some of them may try to do it for a year or two and people feel they're getting away with it. No, you have to deal with that. So you need to consult an attorney immediately. Don't subject yourself to to exposure like that because that will come back and haunt you big time. Exactly. That's exactly what I told her. So I'm going to give her your name. And so the the way she... I know that most likely she'll have to get the deed in her name and she and her brother's name. That's what she's trying to avoid. But like you said, at some point... They're gonna come in and assess the taxes from the from the from the date that her mother passed away. Right. Okay. okay. All right. Good. Good advice. Thank you so much. I'll be giving her your information, Malcolm. Thank you okay. so much. Bye. You're welcome. Bye. All right. Okay. Wonderful. Okay. Line nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Who we have? Uh, and we have uh, Eddie on uh, line two. 
Eddie, yes. all right. Good morning, Eddie. Uh, good morning, Clay Reverend. Yes, I'm young with Attorney Robinson. Good morning, Clay uh, Good morning, great uh, attorney and uh, yes. <coughs> Reverend morning, Barnett. Man. I want mm-hmm. to also good morning. give thanks to Mr. Ike Stain last week. They did wow. a wonderful work. <laughs> and uh, I wanted to say uh, concerning 911, you know, morning, if anyone has not seen it, we should look at this in plain sight. There's a lot of things that went on that day that are not proper. If you look with common sense, for instance, at the Pentagon, where the plane supposedly hit the building, <clears throat> you will find there was a hole, but papers for that plane supposedly went in were not burned or touched. And there are a lot of discrepancies within that situation. I am a conspiracy theorist, and I think that uh, that should be looked into. And I also just want to quickly say, Miss uh, Dr. Morgan, Legacy of Hope, let's keep that up. We should get a billboard and uh, have a neon sign, if need be, going by that space there mm-hmm. on Martin Luther King Jr. Drive. Mm-hmm. But uh, that 911 situation is something that, uh, in plain sight, does not pass the muster. Mm-hmm. Okay. Attorney Robinson, you have any comments? Uh, no, well, not really. <laughs> I, do, I do, but I don't want to bring him, uh, bring him up. Uh, 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 well, let me try to do this, Red Barnett, if you don't mind. I want uh-huh. to go ahead and give my phone number out. Cause Please do. I've I, I, I been crossing my mind. I, every time I open my mouth, something else come out. Come on. <laughs> well, it, yeah, because the lady just that call. Mm-hmm. My number is uh, 214-941-0789. Extension 303. That's 214-941-0717. Extension 303. That's the law firm of Robinson and Hoskins. So the lady can call if she has a uh, follow-up on her question regarding uh, the, uh, the property taxes. Now, mm-hmm. having said that, you know, I have a big question. I, 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 I'm not a conspiracy person. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, the biggest question, one of the biggest questions I had about 9-11 was the plane that crashed in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shanksville. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, the way the story goes is that they they found out that plane was hijacked, and they called uh, the vice president. I think he was at the White House. Mm-hmm. And they asked him... They said they got a word that the plane had been hijacked. They asked him whether or not they should shoot it down. Mm-hmm. And because the, 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 the president was, he was running around hiding, you know, they was hiding him out. Mm-hmm. So they say that, that the vice president gave the order to say that if, that if the plane's headed towards D.C., shoot it down. Now, they make it seem like they didn't do that. They didn't shoot that blade down, but they were going to. But so, it, in other words, the pilot was supposed to have crashed that plane, right? Well, they said that they, 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 the passengers went and tried to take the plane back mm-hmm. from the hijackers, and, and as a result, it crashed. That's what they said. But my question is, you know, I, I, I'm going to accept that. 
But I had I always had a big question mark because that plane. I tell you what, uh, 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 let's uh, take this up. I'm I'm up against a short break right now. Okay, and we'll take this up when we get back. All right. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, what's up? I'm going to kick it with All right, all right. We're back with Attorney Malcolm Robinson. All righty. Go right ahead, uh, uh, Attorney Robinson, and uh, you were commenting, I think, on that uh, Pennsylvania yeah, crash. Well, yeah. The key, the key thing about that on that on that Pennsylvania plane mm-hmm. is it went down in the middle of nowhere. Right. And, and, and so... If they were going to shoot it down, they would shoot it down or try to shoot it down where it would not have yeah. any collateral damage. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it was, it was what, about 70, 80 miles, what, from Pittsburgh? Somewhere yeah, like. way out in the country. Mm-hmm. In the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I mean, you know, it's just, it always was a question mark in my mind. And it was headed southeast toward Washington, wasn't it? Exactly. Well, now one lady called her. What was it? Her son or her husband? They recorded that a telephone call, right. uh, a flight attendant, a right. call, and uh, she said they knew they were, they were going to die. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they 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 went to take over the battle with the uh, uh, the fight with the uh, hijackers, and supposedly as a result of the fight with the hijackers. The plane crashed. Well, well it, it would crash if they fought with them and they were in control because they had already killed the pilot. The pilot. Now that plane was on what was it? Was that plane all on, on its way to uh, California also? Uh, it was going from yeah from Newark. It left from Newark and was on its way to San Francisco. Yeah, there's a, a total of forty people on there. Now you know it had to be uh, some men on that plane. Well, yeah. Well, they 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 got they you know they they uh, recorded the the uh, telephone conferences where they were talking to their mm-hmm. to their relatives and the relatives told them about these other hijackings and that's where they had that guy say, well, uh, they all voted supposedly on whether or not they were going to try to take the plane back, and then the guy said, let's roll or something like that. They had that on tape. Well, then I've often thought of the way I thought about that was if. If there were men on that plane, and you know you're going to die anyway, if you do nothing, I'd rather, I would have gone down swinging. Of course. If, 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 uh, if, if, if you knew that, yes. Well, they, they knew because the lady said it on the phone call. They played it on the air. That we, we, we're fixing to die. Right. Well, the, uh, why didn't these fellas... How many of them uh, was uh, hijackers was on that plane? Oh, I forgot. It was, it was only about maybe four, I guess. And, and those men, I know they had those knives and everything, but they were legal to carry on knives and all that other stuff. That was legal at that time. You could carry that stuff on a plane. So the government blew that in. But even, say, say it was six men on the plane. Out of 40 people, you ought to have at least five, six, seven, man. You might have had 10. Wouldn't you going down swinging? I'm pretty sure that, that, that uh, I'm pretty sure there was some attempt probably to fight the hijackers if they could get to them. 
And that may have been, that may have occurred on the other planes too. I mean, we don't know nothing about that. Yeah. I, when I say we, they don't they haven't published anything. Well, there was one guy he was trying to make a hero on that plane in Pennsylvania. Yeah, he said, let's roll or something like that. That was a that famous quote. Yeah. That they were going, they had voted and decided that they were going to go and fight to try and take the plane back. And as a result of that, they they, they knew they was going to die, I guess, so they, they made it seem like they they crashed the plane rather than allow the plane to go to Washington. So you believe that plane was shot down, huh? I, I, well, <laughs> let me say this. I mean, that's your opinion. That's well, the... well, well, well I, you know, I don't have any facts, but I'm, they, other than the fact that they reported that they had talked to the vice president uh, about the authority to shoot the plane down. And he said, go ahead and shoot it down. But they, they make it seem like they didn't get an opportunity to shoot it down because there were no insignias or anything else on those planes. There are so many discrepancies that should thoroughly be looked into because it just does not bear muster. Rumsfeld was right in the yard with stretchers and everything. That was a total setup. Wasn't that plane scattered over so many miles or something? When it crashed, it scattered over, well, it went down into a big crater, they said. And, and then there was some debris over a, a couple of miles, but that crater and that crash site is way out in the boondocks. Mm-hmm. So I say that it's say they monitored, they knew what, when to hit it. Well, hey, I, that's they have the names of all those hijackers within a couple of hours. How did that happen? Huh. <laughs> well, they trained them. They were trained in the United States how to just take off and guide a plane. They never did take up landing. And if anybody want to know something about an airplane, you want to know how to get it on the ground <laughs> safe. So that was, it's some weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Thank you, great reverend. Yeah. Okay. We thank you. 972-647-1893. Uh, who do we have? Yes. So we we just had a uh, uh, Eddie, but we don't have another recorder. We don't have any other nope. caller. I guess I talked too long. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Although fi- finally we have David on line three. Sorry. All right, David uh, on line three. Yes. Good morning, David. How you doing, brother? Good morning. How are you? Oh, I got peace of mind. But brother, brother, when Big Mama died, that's when I realized that you don't own nothing in America. You lease land from America. Now, yeah, eminent domain can take your your, man, your, your, your your house right now where you live. They can t- mama, tell you mama, to get up and get out. Good morning, K.O.A. See, mama, my mama's 99 years old, so she, I, I told her, I don't okay, want this mama to come up to me. You keep it because you don't have to pay tax. If I get it, I got to pay tax. One other thing. Did you notice the NFL? They played a game on it. They tried it. They played a black national anthem first over the star Springer banner trying to appease the black players so they won't 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 won't, uh, squat down and kneel when the same. That ain't nothing but segregation there, brother. That's the old game that the white boy be playing on. On us, he played that that same game on us back in the sixties. 
Well, the whole thing is, uh, to me, uh, Malcolm, you can comment if you want to. The whole thing to me is that Trump and Jerry Jones got together and made this thing about the 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 flag and all of this other they they just started the whole thing from what the guy originally proposed that what it was all about so the whole thing right. changed Malcolm how you see that uh, well that's just that's just the uh, uh, well, I agree with you I'll, I'll I'll agree with you I'll put it like that <laughs> yeah because uh, they made it. Uh, something that it was not and all of that and everything so we'll just have to wait and see um, you know games brother 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 Barnett see I, if I was a black player I'd stand for the black one and swatch for the for, for the star spring brown because that third stamper is still in that star spring brown all right yeah, that third standard is still there. You know, with that hireling, hello. You know, that we need to be down away with. Yeah, okay. All right, I thank you for your calling coming. The clear the line, 972-647-1893. Yeah, have we had the phone lines? I have they lit all that back up again. Yeah. Yeah, bring bring me on one. Yeah, we have uh, Randy on uh, line one. Randy? Yes, Randy. All righty. Good morning, Randy. Good morning, Brother Barnett. Good morning. Good morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard uh, Attorney Robinson comment a little bit about the uh, plane crash in Pennsylvania. NPR had a good uh, show on another channel yesterday leading up to that and explaining a lot about it. And... Uh, how it crashed and made the crater. The black box is available uh, that you can listen to, and apparently there was a ruckus in the cockpit uh, where the uh, passengers tried to take back over the plane, and it ended up going up and down a bunch of times and actually inverting where it was flying upside down before it hit the ground at over 500 miles an hour. And uh, basically what they're saying, that it disintegrated because there was so much fuel on the plane, because it had just taken off, but that jet fuel is highly explosive. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just disintegrated everything on that spot when it hit folks going over 500 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Now, he is right about saying that the vice president did give them the okay to shoot the plane down uh, if it was heading towards D.C., but I don't think he got shot down. I think the people actually tried to take over that plane again because they knew they were going down. Uh, but my question about the whole thing is, why did it take 45 minutes with, to get a jet in the air after the first plane hit the first tower? 45 minutes. Right now, we're supposed to be on standby where we can get a jet plane in the air in less than 15 minutes. Why did it take 45 minutes? That's my question about the whole thing. Well, and it's, 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 from Boston to New York is a short flight. I have to admit right. that. I've flown it, and... Uh, that's a short flight, but... Well, basically, the whole time right now, they're supposed to be jet fighters basically ready to take off at any moment within a few minutes if there's a uh, strike here in America, the way I understand it. And mm-hmm. for 45 minutes before the first plane got off the ground, something's a little fishy about that. Equipment. Got off the ground. Yeah, I mean, and what you NPR had a good uh, series on yesterday that you might want to check out online about the things leading up 
the CIA and the FBI apparently had a lot of information uh, from when they had that bomb under the Twin Towers and all the people were jumping out the window and all that stuff. You remember that before? Mm-hmm. Uh, or at the World Trade Center before yeah. the Twin Towers got taken down? All those people apparently over that period were all involved and it led up to the airplanes taking out the Twin Towers. You should go online and uh, or maybe try to uh, locate those programs that were on uh, NPR yesterday and uh, mm-hmm. you'll find out a little bit more than we've known before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All I'll right. Talk to y'all later. All right, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, well, Malcolm, can you can you wrap up with something? Uh, well, just about out of time. Well, I, I just want to wrap up by saying to the listeners, uh, aside from the issue on the, on the uh, property taxes, that's very important, so people need to pay close attention to that. But the other side of it is that they need to prepare themselves uh, for their children uh, who are athletes or potential athletes, uh, how they can market their their uh, namesake and their images. Uh-huh. That that's very important, and we don't want to wait. We kind of you know a little late now, but there there mm-hmm. are students out there now who are marketing their images mm-hmm. in high school. Yep. In high school, we you know, not mm-hmm. to mention college. We talking mm-hmm. about in high school. Yeah. So we need to be prepared for that because we got a lot of young people that are highly talented in in sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I do know one thing, they. Um they're starting at so many months that child is on. They know how to give them certain type of uh, exercise and everything. They can tell if the child's going to be an athlete right now when he's a baby. Right, right. They got all kind of tricks now. Uh, yeah, we so we got, you know, we just have to be prepared. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, people need to get all the information become more sophisticated in, in, in the mm-hmm. marketplace with, as it relates to children and their mm-hmm. athletic abilities. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you. Uh, again, give out your number and uh, we got to go. Uh, it's 214-941-0717 extension 303. Okay. 214-941-0717 extension 303. That's a law firm of Robinson and Hoskins. All righty. Thank all of you for listening. Thank all of you for calling. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful day, and uh, stay tuned to the Workers' Beat coming on next. Good morning. Don't you ever